Hey guys, welcome back to SoundHub, your concise tech news podcast. I'm your host, Drew Pearson, and in this episode, I want to address a topic that I get asked about all the time. How can I get rid of my ridiculous cable package? Or I hear that such and such an app can replace cable and save me a bunch of money. Yes, cable can be quite expensive, and it is under constant attack from Netflix and Amazon, as their homegrown shows and movies have proven to be just as, if not more, entertaining than the cable networks for just a fraction of the cost. However, if you've been a cable junkie for years, the thought of cutting the cord can be quite intimidating. Don't worry, Uh, I've approached this episode with you in mind. Uh, We'll start at ground zero, your internet service. If you're planning on cutting the cord, you need to make sure that your internet is up to snuff. Be sure to listen to my past episodes for tips on making sure you have a router or mesh system capable of streaming at high quality throughout your home. Do not plan on being satisfied with the router or modem that your internet provider gives you, especially if you have a large house and or many users. Once you have your Wi-Fi figured out, you need to ensure that you are paying for an internet speed that is capable of streaming video. The official Netflix recommendation for HD video streaming to one device is 5 megabits per second. If you have a 4K TV and you'd like to take full advantage of those extra pixels, Netflix recommends a minimum speed of 25 megabits per second. And again, those speeds are sufficient for streaming to one device. If you have a family that plans on streaming video to multiple devices simultaneously, you will most likely want to to make sure that you have at least 40 megabits per second on your internet plan. If you are curious as to what speed you are currently getting, you can simply go to fast.com for a reliable speed test. Uh, Fast.com was set up by Netflix to help users figure out if their internet provider was throttling their Netflix stream. It uses Netflix servers to accomplish this. Since net neutrality was repealed by the FCC, uh, your internet provider is free to throttle whatever sources of data they feel like throttling. Uh, And we can no longer trust the speed test app since providers have been found to give that site the fast lane, if you will, Uh, So, use the website fast.com to see what video streaming speeds you are currently actually receiving. Uh, You may find that you need to up your internet package if you plan on ditching cable. Once you have your internet plan and Wi-Fi set up properly, you need a way to use apps on your TV. I will just recap what I previously covered in a past SoundHub. Uh, Most new TVs are capable of streaming most of the big apps such as Netflix or Amazon through their built-in software. And if your TV comes with the Roku system built in, congrats, that's great. Uh, If not, it's entirely up to you and how comfortable you are navigating the TV software. If it works for you, great. If you think it could be better, you are probably right as well and you will want to hook up some sort of streaming device uh, to access video apps. There are numerous devices capable of this, 
including most video game consoles, but I will talk about the three most popular. There is the Amazon Fire Stick, which is perfectly fine if Amazon Prime Video is your main source of entertainment. You have to be careful when searching for movies or shows, however, as it may try and point you towards purchasing or renting from Amazon, even if the show is available on another app you have loaded. So just pay attention and you'll be fine. The Apple TV is another popular option. It has a slick user interface, great picture quality, and is your best choice if you own or rent a lot of videos from iTunes. Both the Apple TV and Amazon Fire products are capable of streaming nearly all of the popular streaming apps now, so don't feel like you're locked down necessarily. My personal recommendation for a streaming device is the Roku Premiere. It costs just $40 and is capable of 4K and HDR. The reason I'm a fan of Roku is because they offer different devices that can work even on older TVs. Uh, They are affordable, and most importantly, Roku devices are platform agnostic. What I mean by that is they make money selling you the device. They don't show a preference for any app. Uh, When you search for a show, if it is available on any app you have loaded, it will simply show you. Uh, If you must rent it from somewhere, it will show you each app that has it available for rental or purchase. Their software layout is very simple, and your apps are guaranteed to be updated for a long time to come. I don't think you can ask much more out of a device that costs so little. But again, that's just my preference. Go back and listen to the streaming devices episode uh, and decide which device will suit your preferences the best. The main goal is for you to be happy with your choice. Okay, so now you have your internet and TV nailed down. The next thing is choosing which streaming TV app will finally convince you that you can kick that dusty cable box to the curb once and for all. For many, the answer will simply be a combination of Amazon Prime Video, Netflix, and Hulu, and maybe HBO Now for your Game of Thrones fix. With the exception of Hulu, you won't be able to get live streaming via these apps. These apps, as pretty much everyone is aware, are a, quote, watch what you want, when you want uh, affair. Many people will find a couple of these apps to offer enough shows and movies to fill that cable void. But if you are invested in current TV shows, or you might just enjoy the channel surfing experience, you may be more interested in streaming cable services that offer live TV. These are your best choice if you're a sports fan. And thankfully, they are usually quite a bit cheaper than a traditional cable package. Before I dive into these live TV apps, I want to point out that I believe all of them offer some sort of free trial period, so you can try them out risk-free before committing to one. It's much better than being locked into a cable contract, and you can cancel any of these services at any time, which is another huge advantage. Uh, The first app I'll talk about is Hulu, since it was just mentioned. Um, Hulu with live TV currently costs $40 per month, 
but it will increase to $45 per month at the end of February. It includes the full Hulu catalog of episodes and movies with ads, grr, uh, in addition to over 60 live TV channels. Hulu also includes 50 hours of cloud DVR recording, so you don't have to worry about missing your favorite shows. They also offer add-ons, such as additional DVR space, unlimited device usage, as well as the usual channel add-ons like HBO and Cinemax for an additional fee. Another streaming TV app option is YouTube TV, a service offered by Google. Don't confuse this with the normal YouTube. Uh, this is a full streaming live TV app. It costs 40 bucks per month. Like Hulu, it also offers over 60 channels, but it includes unlimited cloud DVR space and personalized DVRs for up to six accounts per household. You can watch on up to three devices simultaneously, and it's nice and easy to stream on your phone using their app or computer by logging into the website. Uh, the picture quality is quite high as well, if that's high on your priorities list when choosing an app. Sony offers their own streaming TV app, and it is called PlayStation View, or PS View for short. They called it that because initially it was only available for streaming through PlayStation consoles. They open it up to other devices and platforms now, though, so don't worry about the confusing name. When you sign up for PS View, you'll notice that it looks similar to signing up for a cable package. They have four different tiers available for subscription, with the more expensive ones having more channels included. The cheapest tier costs $45 per month, and you can go all the way up to the Ultra tier, which costs 80 bucks per month, but includes all of the premium and sports channels that are add-ons with the other services. You also get unlimited DVR, but things are automatically deleted after 28 days. The DVR can also have up to 10 unique profiles. You can also stream up to 5 devices at once, as long as they are within your home Wi-Fi limits. On the go, you can stream up to 3 devices at once. And speaking from experience, the picture quality is excellent with PS View. Again, if that is a priority, keep that in mind. You may have seen commercials for this next one. Uh, Dish offers a streaming TV app called Sling. They offer two packages called Orange and Blue. <clears throat> Orange is affordable at $25 per month and includes ESPN and Disney. Their Blue tier is also $25 per month but exchanges ESPN and Disney for FX, Bravo, and Fox Sports. Or you can subscribe to both tiers for $40 per month, which makes it competitive with the other services. Unlike those others, though, uh, Cloud DVR service is strictly an additional fee. You can also add additional channel packages. You can watch Sling on your phone, tablet, or computer when you're away from home as well, which is nice. And the last streaming service I want to talk about is Philo, a relative newcomer. They're the most affordable option 
starting at just $16 per month for 44 channels. They offer an additional tier for $20 per month that offers 57 channels. Look up their channel listing to see if your favorite channels are included. Sports fans need not apply here, though. Uh, Philo doesn't offer ESPN or Fox Sports. Also absent are Cartoon Network, Disney, and FX. So in exchange for the rock-bottom pricing, you are giving up some pretty popular channels. Philo also offers unlimited cloud DVR for 30 days, which is great. And you can stream to three devices at once. Before committing to any of these streaming services, I recommend that you sign up for the free, free trials and see if they offer the channels and quality that you prefer. Any of them are viable options to replace a traditional cable package. And chances are, you'll be saving quite a bit of money by going this route. And there you have it, another episode of SoundHub. Thank you to any new listeners out there for subscribing. We are available on all major podcasts and streaming platforms. You can also visit us at soundhubpodcast.com or like us on Facebook. If you would like to support me and the costs it takes to keep this thing going, SoundHub now has a Patreon page where you can donate as little as $1 per month. Thank you very much if you choose to become a patron. Also, please drop me a review on iTunes if you have a minute. It helps me with feedback and helps others find us as well. You can email suggestions to drew at soundhubpodcast.com as well. Stay tuned for the next episode. And again, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.